Hi again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 547. If you'd like to have a copy of it after you listen to it, so you can listen to it again and again, uh, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. Please uh, tell us what you'd like to have, uh, if you'd like to have a CD or an audio tape. They're both absolutely free of charge, including the postage and handling, no strings attached. All right, uh, we have, um, I've got some real strong message today, a lot of Bible reading, uh, a lot of expounding. We've got letters, i got music, but right now let's go to the throne of the Lord and ask him to anoint this service. Father, I never can bring a message, there's no way, unless you bring it forth. There's no one that can come unto you unless the Holy Spirit leads them. So those that are not of you, that don't, are not of the Spirit, uh, are not perfect. And so those who um, live according to the flesh are not perfect. And those that are, are not uh, of the Spirit but are of the flesh always tell people that no one is perfect because they know they're not. But we know that everyone that walks according to the Spirit is perfect because if we're walking by the Spirit, we're not going to sin. And if there's any sin on our soul, then we're carnal. We are not spiritual any longer. But therefore, Father, we um, pray that you will pour out the Spirit that gives life, uh, that people will be able to have life. You said father and you do it i know all the time that you pour out your spirit upon all flesh but not everyone will receive your spirit uh, they want to be carnal they don't want to be perfect they want to walk in the flesh and so you let them and you uh, by your spirit tell everyone that if they walk by the flesh there's no place for them in heaven and there's only one other place and that's hell and the lake of fire so we pray, Lord, that people will catch your spirit, let it uh, enter into their bodies, that they may be perfect, because those that walk in the flesh, again, uh, those that walk in the flesh are not perfect, and there's no way that they'll enter the kingdom of God. They're walking according to their fleshy mind rather than the Holy Spirit, which is the spirit that gives life. The life-giving spirit, the spirit that gives life. Lord, we ask that everyone will be enlightened to the actual truths of your word so that they can preach it as well. I make no restrictions, and Lord, you don't let me make any restrictions on people that copy these messages or use any part of them. So they're absolutely free to do so. We need to spread this uh, gospel, these words that you tell me to preach and teach on the air all over the world. And Lord, uh, we are just able to be on radio. If uh, we had the money, we'd for sure be on television. And if you gave it to us, that's where I'd be, or I'd get more radio stations. And then if they'd let me on the air, I'd certainly go on, Father. Uh, rebuke the devil, Father God. Open everyone's heart and spirit and soul and their mind to receive that uh, message of the spirit that gives life, Lord, uh, in the, in the, so that they no longer work at, walk after the flesh, 
uh, but after the Spirit, because uh, those who walk according to the flesh are not perfect, and we must be perfect to be um, members of your body, Jesus. Your body is your wife. We are your body. We born-again Christians, uh, which are not Catholic or any other false religion, but we are perfect according to your word. And your word is the spirit that gives life. Lord, uh, give me the spirit so souls will be saved in the church strengthened. And I always don't want to stop my prayers until I pray to thee, Lord, in faith, in faith that you'll destroy the works of Satan. For I ask it in Jesus' mighty name, and everyone says amen. 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 All right, praise the Lord. Now, Frank Sinatra and uh, uh, Nancy Sinatra gave me a real nice song to sing through um, Billy Strange, who runs the Frank Sinatra and uh, the uh, publishing firm in Nashville, and it's called Sunday School to Broadway. And so I'd like to sing it for you right now. I'd like to favor you with this song. Praise the Lord. Go ahead. Well, she used to stand, clap her hands, and sing amazing grace. While the tears of childhood innocence were rolling down her face. Mama prayed at night and raised her right hand, thought she knew the way. But it's a long, long way from Sunday school to where she is today. It's a long, long way from Sunday school to Broadway. She's a long way from the girl she is today. When you sing a sinner's song, there's no one to find your way back home. But it's a long, long way from Sunday school to Broadway. The evening spent in a gospel tent down on her bended knees Where she gave her soul to Jesus and he set her spirit free But the cold night air out on Times Square ain't what she fell back home And it's a long, long way from Sunday school to New York nights alone It's a long, long way from Sunday school to Broadway a long way from the girl she used to be. When you sing a sinner's song, it's hard to find your way back home. Cause it's a long, long way from Sunday school to Broadway. Then her eyes grew bright in the cool dark night, and a halo framed her face. And a passerby swore he heard her cry. Did he hear amazing grace? They couldn't see the man who took her hand as she lay there in the street. And it's a long, long way from Broadway to a place at the master's feet. It's a long, long way from Sunday school to Broadway. She's a long way from the girl she used to be. When you sing a sinner's song, it's hard to find your way back home. Well, it's a long, long way from Sunday school to Broadway. 
It's a long, long way from sunny Destin to Broadway. She's a long way from the girl she used to be. When you sing and sing her song, it's hard to find your way back home. Well, it's a long, long way from Sunday school to Broadway. It's a long, long way from Sunday school to Broadway. Praise the Lord. You know, it really is cold out on Broadway. I've been in New York City. I lived there for several years, right in Manhattan. Uh, I stayed uh, at the Plaza Hotel. I stayed at, uh, I had a place on Park Avenue, and I lived on West End Avenue and out in the village. And even when the grand opening of the Americana Hotel was opened on 6th Avenue or Avenue of Americas, I stayed there. And uh, it gets pretty chilly out there, and I could see the people selling drugs and uh, street walkers out there and people that uh, didn't have any money. And when they didn't have any money and they're hungry, always, um, you know, we don't like to talk about, uh, you know, what we did. Uh, even before I was saved, I used to give finance and take people in and get them a, uh, something to eat off the streets. Uh, you know, take him in there and talk to him and be a friend to him. One time I remember a guy, I told him, well, do you want to, to have two of these sandwiches? He said, no, 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 no. He says, I don't want to stretch my stomach out because uh, when I get hungry again, I'll, I just, well, it'll be even worse. So I just want to keep a little bit in my stomach. That way I can, uh, I don't, I, can't, I just can't understand why. People get in that position where they just don't want to work or and uh, or they can't work for some reason. And I, I understand that. Okay, so we're going to talk about uh, this uh, prayer that the uh, people, the Catholics do. They, I hear them saying, uh, well, I just love uh, our uh, uh, Protestant brothers and sisters. Uh, I love them a lot. But, you know, and so when I meet them, I say, did you do your uh, rosary today? And they say, what? And he said, yeah. Do you do your rosary today? And they said, well, why would I want to do the rosary? That's Catholic stuff. Well, they said, it's all gospel. Well, what they do is, uh, it's, uh, the rosary is not gospel, folks. You'll never find the word rosary in the Bible. And for that matter, you're never going to find the word unconditional in the Bible. With God, all things are conditional. He just says, if you do good, I'll bless you. If you do evil, I will curse you. Okay, and so you have to keep the commandments. Amen? Yeah. Uh, and all these false preachers and teachers are saying that uh, the Lord just loves you unconditionally. Don't believe that. Okay, and then when I uh, tell people don't believe that, then they come out with all this anti-Tony Alamo literature because, uh, or propaganda, you know. And uh, I preach the gospel, and I don't make any apologies for the gospel because I'm not ashamed of the gospel, the way, truth, and the life, because it's the power of God unto salvation, but only to those who believe. In order, it's, you know, so many people are out in the world suffering today because they don't believe. 
And because of the fact that I'm preaching that you're cursed if you don't keep the commandments, that means you're going to have tsunamis and uh, all kinds of other things. But this man was saying that the Lord says when you're saying the rosary that he says, um, in Luke one twenty eight it says, And the angel came in unto her. Unto her. He came unto her and said, Hail! He didn't say, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. He says, uh, the angel says, Hail! Thou art highly favored, just like many other saints are highly favored in the Lord. He says, Thou art highly favored, the Lord is with thee, and the Lord is with every saint. All right? But that doesn't mean we're supposed to worship. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit, too. The Lord is with me. But I forbid you to pray to me, okay? Because I am not deity. I'm a member of deity's body, but I am not. Uh, The deity is the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, not Mary. All right? She's no difference. So highly favored. Uh, The Lord is with thee. And everyone that's born again in the Spirit, the Lord's with you. Mm-hmm. Blessed art thou among uh, women. Okay, let me show you something of other people that were blessed in the Bible and where the Lord uh, said that they were highly favored or they were favored. Okay? If you're favored by God, you're highly favored. Amen? Amen. Okay, now Rachel, she was well favored by the Lord. Genesis twenty nine seventeen. Read it, please. Leah was tender-eyed, but Rachel was beautiful and well-favored. Well-favored. So not only Mary was well-favored, right? Amen. Highly favored and well-favored means the same thing. Amen? Amen. Well-favored. Now, Joseph in Genesis 39.6 was favored, and I call it highly favored. I'm favored by the Lord, too, or he wouldn't have given me all the signs and visions and dreams and uh, uh, wonders and all the things that he's shown me and give me a a woman like uh, Susie to teach me all the different things about the Lord and about the the world government and also the police departments and the sheriff departments and the marshals that uh, did evil, all kinds of evil unto her. All right, and uh, to the church that she was pastoring before I ever met her. Then what? So Joseph, Genesis 39, 6. Joseph was a goodly person and well-favored. Well-favored. That means highly favored. Amen? Amen. All right, so not just Mary. I mean, Mary is just a favored girl that believed the Bible. And what does hail mean? Hail means to welcome or to greet. So the angel was just greeting Mary, saying, Hail, Mary. In other words, hi. Hi. Okay? <laughs> and so uh, they go, Hail, Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou, blessed among the men. Why not say that to my Joseph and Esther and Samuel and Daniel and all? The Bible says all that are righteous are Highly favored, amen? Amen. Okay, so did we do Joseph yet? Yes. Okay, now let's go to Esther. Because she was more favored than all the other women of the land. Amen? Amen. So we we could say, hi, Esther, hi. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, when you say, 
high to me. I'm just saying you're hailing me. I mean, somebody in the crowd will say, hey, Tony, Tony. I say, oh, yeah, hi. So I say, hail to you, you hi, right? So what's the big deal? What's this, all this Hail Mary stuff? And then you you can't, you're not supposed to pray to uh, Rachel or Joseph or Esther or Samuel or Daniel or Mary or all, all, any righteous person. You're to pray to God through the Lord Jesus Christ. There's only one mediator to the throne of God, and that's uh, Jesus. Amen? Amen. Okay, now let's read about Esther. And the king loved Esther above all the women. Oh, above all the women, you mean? And the guy had about a thousand wives, didn't he? Mm -hmm. Yes. Some people say 10,000 wives. Then what? He died of old age, 22 years old. (laughs) Okay, what else? And she obtained grace and favor in his sight. Favor! Esther received favor, amen? Amen. In his sight, above all women. Right? Right. Then what? More than all the virgins. All the virgins, okay. Okay, now Samuel, 1 Samuel, chapter 2. Uh, verse 26. Samuel was uh, very highly favored, I would say, wouldn't you? Amen. Okay, read it. And the child Samuel grew on and was in favor both with the Lord and also with men. Favor with the Lord and man. That means you're highly favored. Okay? Amen. So, if we say, uh, Hail Samuel or Hi Samuel! That's it. That doesn't mean that he's deity, does it? No. Okay, well then, why don't you people wise up? Okay, now Daniel. That's Daniel 1 9. Go now, ahead, read it. Now, God had brought Daniel into favor and tender love with the prince of the eunuchs. All right, so Daniel was a very highly uh, uh, favored man. It also states in Daniel that when Daniel was asking what all this means, he says, you're going to uh, know in the last days because you're going to stand in the midst of uh, the brothers uh, on earth at that time. Amen? Amen. So that's, uh, to me, highly favored. Now it says uh, all these other righteous people are favored. That's in Psalms 5.12. For thou, Lord, wilt bless the righteous. With favor wilt thou compass them. Well, 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 yeah, so just uh, hone in on that word. Favor the righteous. All righteous people are are highly favored before the Lord. Now read it again, but but put some stress or some oomph, or, or you know, on the word favored. Dwell on that. For thou, Lord, wilt bless the righteous with favor. Wilt thou compass him as with a shield? Yeah, he'll compass them with what? As with a shield. As with a shield. Yes. So he'll shield all those that are favored, right? And who is favored? The righteous. The righteous, all righteous people. And who are the righteous ones? Those that walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. So let's go over this prayer. Uh, Luke 1, 28, he says, the angel says, came in unto her, Mary, and said, Hail! In other words, hi! Hi! Thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. 
And he's with uh, every highly favored person of the Lord. Amen? Amen. Okay. Uh, thank God for that. Amen. So, uh, so, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Just like uh, Esther was favored among, among more than all the other women's. Okay? Amen. Well, why? Because she was going to be used to be the incubator that brings forth the man... Jesus, who also had God in him, but all of us that are born again of the Spirit have God in us as well. Okay, so Catholics, come on, don't believe that garbage that they're teaching you over there. They're just teaching you the rosary. But you need to get into the Bible and hear about other things, such as, uh, and there's many more too, Rachel, Joseph, Esther, Samuel, Daniel, and every righteous person on the face of this earth is highly favored and you can say hi to them you know hail them when i hail a cab i say hi cabbie over here okay that's hailing a cab amen, amen. hail yellow cab here in new york the lord is with you if you drive safely you know <laughs> the life you save may be my own <laughs> all right now then We've got, hopefully that point is, you know, pointed out to you how ridiculous is Catholic doctrine. And the reason people like to make up all these different fallacies about Catholicism is because uh, you get in with all these uh, wealthy people uh, that want to believe that God just loves everybody unconditionally and it's all right to pray to Mary because that and did you know that that infuriates God because that's like putting down, raising up some female, when God is a, a male. It said that He will destroy the earth. That He God destroyed the earth with water, and that He God will destroy the earth with fire. He says, I look throughout the kingdom of heaven here, and He says, I see no queen up here. There's no queen. Amen. Okay. There's no queen in the kingdom of heaven. All right? Amen. There's only God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. Okay? So, uh, we're talking about hail. The Lord says for all you people that are ungodly that he's going to throw down kegs of uh, ice hail on you. And you'll know that you've been hailed. Amen? Amen. He said those hailstones will be over a hundred pounds each. Then you'll think, Hail Mary. It'll be Hail you. Amen? Amen. <laughs> All right. I'm just giving you a little friendly um, a friendly advice here. Now, Hail means in the Webster's Dictionary to welcome somebody, to greet them, to address or to call out in order to attract their attention. Hey, oh, Mary, hey, hey, snap your fingers. Mary, pay attention here, okay? Amen. Does that mean, oh, my God, hail you, uh, oh, worship thee? doesn't mean that. just means hi. Amen? Amen? Or over here, Mary. Okay? Pay attention to what I'm going to tell you now. You're going to have a baby. I don't know any man, right, because it's in the Bible that says that the Lord is going to come into this world through a virgin. And so you're not, uh, you're going to be married to Joseph, but he cannot have any sexual, uh, you, you cannot be sexually active 
until you have this firstborn child. And you call his name Jesus, that's all. Or uh, I'm using you as an, uh, the Lord is going to use you as an incubator to bring his son into the world. So you be a good girl. You hear? Okay? You hear? Okay, Mary? All right? And he said these kind of things to uh, Rachel and Joseph and Esther and Samuel and Daniel. And he says the same thing to all of us uh, righteous people that walk in the spirit and not after the flesh. And why? Because there's no sin going to enter the kingdom of heaven. So everyone that walks righteous in the Lord shall be saved. Amen? Amen. So as I was saying before, now those who are live according to the flesh, they are not perfect. And the Lord says, be ye perfect, for I am perfect. Amen? Amen. All right. So... Uh, in order that uh, the just requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Holy Spirit. Now, uh, again, I repeat, but those who live according to the flesh, in other words, that sin, they are not perfect. They cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. Those that walk not according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the world. And the things of this world are just fleshy. Um, They're uh, all lustful. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. And pride always goes before a fall. When you get puffed up in your little human flesh, you're going to fall. And fall means you're going to wind up in hell in the lake of fire. So the people that are of the flesh, that are not of the Spirit, set their minds on the things of this world. And the reason I use the word sometimes, I'm not German, but I use the word, this Welt, the world. So that it'll stick in your brain like the hair in a drain, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, but those who live according to the Holy Spirit set their minds on the things of the Holy Spirit. So our spirit cannot remain unconscious. Uh, the people that are of the flesh are unconscious, man. They're like uh, animals. They see something and they want to, you know, like say, for instance, have sex with somebody that they like the looks of. It doesn't make any difference if they're a lord or they're of the Buddha of, or uh, Catholics, uh, Catholics or just dyed-in-the-wool Catholics or... Um, uh, any false religion, they become unconscious and they just are led by their flesh. Oh, man, I'd like to kiss that person. Or I would like to make love to them, senor, senora. Okay, just wait for the Holy Spirit to lead us into all righteousness. Everything that's right. And how do we know what's right or wrong? Because the Bible happens to be the Word of God. And the Word of God is Spirit. The Spirit that gives life. Again, that's uh, what I mentioned last night at John 6, uh, 63. And then I explained to you John 6, 6, 6. Where that is explaining exactly what an Antichrist is. is one that served the Lord and then fell away. And you can make up all kinds of excuses. 
you saw your pastor, you think your pastor, he sinned or something. And so that gives me the right to go out and sin also. If anyone ever saw, if I saw a pastor sinning, that wouldn't mean that I would do it, okay, or and think that I could get by with it. But this shows us that the spoken words are the embodiment of the spirit that gives life, eternal life, that is. So the whole uh, spirit that gives life, or the whole life-giving spirit, the application of God is God is the applicator, and God is the Word. Amen? Amen. Read first, uh, I mean, the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 1 and 2, and then uh, verse 14. So the life-giving spirit is the application of John. God, rather. God is the applicator, but he put everything together so that it could be assimilated or understand and applied to us in our uh, spirit. Now, everyone has a spirit. We have a spirit. Otherwise, you'd be dead. When you die, the spirit, whether it's saved or unsaved, leaves your body. If you're unsaved, it goes to hell and waits there to be slung into the lake of fire. And But if you're saved, uh, you go to heaven right away so God is the word and God is the spirit the third person of the Godhead is spirit holy spirit life giving spirit the spirit that gives life or the resurrected spirit Christ was made a spirit that gives life uh, eternal life to people after he has ascended and now he can uh, come down into you just like he went into Mary. So that this, if you look at it this way, which is the truth, you'll know that you are no different than Mary because Mary received uh, the natural man, Jesus, into her womb. And when we accept Jesus by the Spirit, he enters into us as well by the Holy Spirit. Don't you get it? Amen. Okay, hopefully you do. So, and the divine word is the Word of God, if you read the Bible, is the, the uh, Holy Spirit. This is one spirit in four different aspects. The first aspect is the essence. Uh, this table that I'm uh, speaking on here, uh, I've got all my uh, stuff here, is uh, made out of wood. So the essence of this table is wood. All right? So the first aspect is the essence because what is the essence of God the spirit amen? amen the Bible says that God is spirit amen, amen. you can't see him unless he through Jesus uh, Jesus appears before you because the only one that has uh, that you can see and not die is Jesus there are thousands of people that saw Jesus in the Holy Land when he was here on this planet walking around he was God with us, Emmanuel. So this one spirit is four different, has to four different aspects. The first aspect is the essence of God. That's the spirit. Second is the application because God wants you to let him come into you and apply his spirit or mingle or mix his spirit with your uh, 
spirit that doesn't live for it's dead. And so his life-giving spirit brings life into your dead spirit and resurrects your dead spirit from death unto life. So the presence of God, or the essence of God, is God. Everything has its essence. Uh, the essence of you, without being saved, is mud. You're just a mud ball that God blew life into his, and brought you to life. But it was only temporal life. Life that isn't going to last forever. It's going to die. You're all going to die. So am I. And it's best to die out before you die. So die out to, to the Holy Spirit. Give your life or surrender your entire life. Give it all over unto the Lord now. And then if you do that, well, then you'll live eternally. He is spirit. So the second is the application. In other words, he wants to apply his life into us. The third is the life-giving spirit or the spirit that gives life. When he had to go through human life. Now, going through human life is not the most comfortable thing in the world. Uh, the human body is not the most comfortable thing to live in. I could think of, I know that in the spirit it's very comfortable because there's no, uh, you don't itch, you know. You don't have to scratch. Uh, you don't hurt. Nothing can hurt you. Uh, nothing can kill you. No one can torment you. It's just beautiful uh, when you will be living if you're saved, in the uh, life-giving spirit, or the spirit that gives life, when, which he had to go through. Jesus had to go through human life. He had to go through death, just like we do. He had to go to hell, just like you would have if he wouldn't have died and shed his blood on the cross. And he had to ascend out of hell, and he had to ascend, resurrect from the dead, and then he ascended into the kingdom of heaven. He becomes the life-giving spirit. So he ascended into the kingdom of heaven. And going back to the book of Ephesians, uh, chapter, I think I'm in chapter 1, or is it 2? Okay, verse 19. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power? to us, when it says in the Bible, to us word, to only those who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he brought forth in Christ, because Christ is the power and the wisdom of God. So without Christ, God doesn't have any power. Because he, Christ, was God who came to the world in the flesh of a human. And so that is a mighty power to us, word, because without him coming here, we don't have any power whatsoever. If he wouldn't have done everything that he did and went to heaven in his ascension, then there'd be no way that we could have received the life-giving spirit or the spirit that brings forth life. Verse, uh, verse 20, which he wrought in Christ, or brought forth in Christ, when he raised Christ, or him, from the dead, and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Well, of course, God exalted him to the highest place in heaven because 
no other human being was obedient to God, and so therefore nobody had the power to do that except when God came to earth as a man. And because he did that, he says, I'm going to give you the same power as I have because when I become the life-giving spirit, I'm going to move that spirit right into your body, myself into your body, so that you can be sitting with me in heavenly places, far above all principality and power, and uh, might, all power and might and dominion. And, see, God gave us dominion over the entire world, and so we have to believe that we have power, might, and dominion because we're in Him. And if we be in Him, if God is with us, then who could be against us? Amen? Amen. So rejoice and say, Hallelujah! Amen! Amen. Praise the Lord. And uh, every name, He's far above in dominion over every name uh, that is named. Not only in this world, but also in the world to come. That which is to come. In verse 22, And has put all, everything, under his feet. So everything, Satan, his whole kingdom, Satan's kingdom, is under Christ's feet. And if you're in him, we can stomp the devil. Amen? Amen. We can stomp the guts out of him if he has any. I've never seen a gut on his body or in his body. And therefore, when we say to him, Get thee hence, Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you, he has to flee. And it's just sad that most people don't, uh, they just don't use the power or believe that they have the power that God said that we have in him. And he hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. And we are the church. Buildings are not the church. You hear the uh, Mormons saying that they have all these temples. But the temple of God is you, child, okay? You and I, those of us who let him enter into us. That's the holy temple. Verse 23, which is uh, his body. Now, God is the head, but he needs a body of people to live in down here because he wants us to live, uh, he wants to live in us so that he can do mighty works in and through us to give glory unto God. Amen? Amen. Because God doesn't get any glory unless we do what he says or we let him uh, go uh, uh, to do whatever he wants to do in us. And if he does great and mighty things, even more than what Jesus did when he was here on earth, we will do. So we are his body, the fullness of him. My God, we're the fullness of God? Huh? Yes, he can't be filled unless he has a body to fill. So when he fills us, we're the fullness of him. Okay, if you fill yourself full of milk, you're full of milk. Amen? Amen? I don't suggest to drink milk. I haven't drank it since I was a baby. Okay? Might have had some ice cream and so on. But uh, when we eat him, his flesh, and drink his blood, which is the word, which then we are his body, and we are the fullness of him that fills all in all. He fills everything. So that was the end of chapter 1. Okay? Now that should give people encouragement to serve him. So he has ascended into the kingdom of heaven. He became a life-giving spirit 
So now he can apply himself into us word. The fourth is the word for feeding. We feed ourselves with his word. He's the bread of life. And we, the word, when we, uh, when we read the word or hear the word, it feeds us and gives us the life, more and more of the life-giving spirit. And when we get more and more of the life-giving spirit, well, then we are able to um, have power to continue living the eternal life life. Amen? Amen. The life-giving spirit life. Now, John, uh, John chapter 6 tells us that Christ is the bread of life to feed us with. He said, you must eat him, the bread of life, the word, and drink his blood. Eat his flesh, because he certainly was flesh. He came into this world with uh, the word to us, uh, the word, and now he wants to apply himself into you, into me, uh, into everyone. Verse 35 and 57. We need the essence, the essence of God in us, which is spirit, and the application. We need the spirit, um, we need God, and we need him to apply his spirit into us to give us life. Life-giving spirit, or the spirit that gives life. And so, oh, we also, after all, he does all these things, um... Uh, then we have to uh, feed ourselves. We have to apply the Spirit into ourselves on a daily basis, just as we have to go to the refrigerator and the pantry or wherever you got your food in a bag or something. Uh, I know that in the prison we had our food uh, like it was a fruit. We had it in a bag, a, a net bag, so that the fruit flies wouldn't get to us and that uh, it wouldn't rot. And this, so this life-giving spirit mostly depends upon our feeding or eating the flesh of Christ, which uh, uh, is consuming the word. We have to consume the word of God because our spirit is the real us. Your body is, uh, the body is not the real uh, you or I. The body is like a violin case and the real us is like the violin. It is spirit, and therefore we must feed from the spiritual things of God because our spirits are now made alive, and now by the application of God's Holy Spirit in Christ, the life-giving spirit, or the spirit that gives life, uh, in us, to us. So feeding is the main way to after we've been saved and after the Lord has uh, put the primer on us inside and filled us, given us the Spirit, and then filled us with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, then so feeding uh, is what we have to do as man, is the way, may, main way to build Christ from a little infant in us to full-grown stature of the Lord himself. Now, we have uh, a letter or two here. Uh, what's the first one from, uh, Sharon? From Mercer, Pennsylvania. Okay, and I want uh, also um, Sally to come forward because we're going to read some of the universities that send us mail all the time. And we get it from Harvard and 
from all the different, the biggest universities in the world are, have my literature in there, and they communicate with us all the time. Okay, just to give you an idea. And they say that my teaching is higher than university-level teaching. And the reason for that is because it's spirit. It is spirit, and it is life. Okay, now, Sharon, read the, the letter. Dear Pastor Lamo, first and foremost, I would like to thank you for your newsletter you put out. I was given one by an elder. Oh, I put out hundreds of newsletters. And then what else? I truly hope the Lord continues to bless you. Oh, he will, as long as I keep feeding from his word. Amen? Amen. Okay, then what? I myself was trapped between living life as a Christian or a Muslim. I have given my life to the Lord after reading your newsletter. I called home to tell my family about it, and they hung up the phone. But what hurts the most was they said don't call back and to leave them alone. Well, because the Bible says that they're no longer your family, that you're of the family, the household of God. Amen? Amen. And so just, you know, these are things that you must learn. Uh, you have to choose uh, between uh, Muhammad or the Lord. And Muhammad never rose from the dead and blew his life-giving spirit into you. So the main thing for you is to just don't be worried about that because if you keep the commandments of the Lord and you stay saved, the Lord is going to save your mother, father, sister, brother, and the rest of them. That's a promise from God. You have to have, you have to have the fear of God to believe that what he says is true so that you can divorce yourself from them at the moment and then rejoice with them later in heaven, okay? And possibly sooner than you think here on earth. Okay, then what? Pastor, please forgive me for bothering you with my problems. That's no bother. That's uh, uh, that's my job. That's what I do. Amen? Amen. So call me all you want or talk to me. <laughs> it's my job. It's what I do. Okay, then what? But I don't even have clothes or any money to find a place to stay. Well, you can move into our place if you really want to serve the Lord. Don't hang around those, uh, you know, what uh, brought you to... To uh, into this world because now you have to be born again. The ones that brought you into this world cannot get you into heaven unless they pray with you and teach you the Bible. But they haven't done that. They're just hanging up on you now that you've found life. So they don't really love you. They don't even love themselves. They want to see you make a strong stand for the Lord and that will show them that God is more important to you than he is to them. Okay? And that will, they'll say, they'll start having respect for God and they'll get saved. Now, trust me with this, all right? Mm -hmm. Then what else? I should be leaving prison soon, sometime next month. Mm -hmm. Sir, please tell me I don't have to pay the price I have to pay. Oh, no, I'm not going to tell you that because I'd be lying to you. You'll have to call Jerry Falwell for that <laughs> or one of these other false prophets. Billy Graham will tell you that, okay? No, son, you'll be all right. And this is why I get all this anti-Tony Lama propaganda set against me. Okay, and so I'm not worried about that, though, and you shouldn't be worried either. All right? Okay, now then, uh, what else? Does everyone shut communications when you become a Christian? Well, most of the time, you know, the Lord says anybody that puts father, mother, sister, brother, son, daughter before me is not worthy of me. So you just should be praising and thanking the Lord that you're saved, that there's... You have a family now here on earth much larger than yours. We're welcoming, uh, welcoming you to have a, live with us over here. And to, you, everything is free here, and no one's going to be upset with you. Uh, loving the Lord, we're going to love 
you for loving the Lord, okay? Amen. Then what? So this is your real family. Don't worry about that, okay? Amen. Don't sweat the small stuff. Okay, then what? I don't even have money to buy hygiene items. Well, um, I already told the uh, brother, your brothers and sisters in the Lord to send you money now, okay? So don't sweat it, okay? That's nothing. Then what else? I don't really know why I'm writing to you. Well, because uh, the Lord put it upon you to do that. We have to hurry up with this now. Okay. I can't afford another door to be closed on me. Well, we won't close the door. You've got an open door here bigger than any other door on the face of this earth. Then what? Pastor, if you can't help me, could you please send me to someone who will help me? <laughs> you, you're at the right place. Okay, I, then what else? I pray to Jesus that you can help me. Nathan Newell from Mercer, Pennsylvania. We already have. And here's Sally to read some of the universities that communicated with us just today. Yes, okay, and I mean, we've had almost every university in the world communicate to us including the big ones, the really big ones, Harvard, yeah. Yale, and... Uh, Oxford. Uh, where? Oxford. Oxford, where yeah. all the presidents go. Yes, Notre Dame. Notre Dame, and all. Okay, read some of them real quickly here. We've only got about one minute. Okay, University of Washington in Tacoma. University we just got that today, then what? University of Georgia in Athens. Michigan State University, University of Texas in Austin. I tell you, people, even the uh, people that are... Bookwise are hungry for the truth. They said they've never heard it on this wise. That's what they had said when Jesus was here on earth. They said, where does he get this knowledge from? He gets it from God Almighty because God was in him and God's in me as well. We still got one man. Then what else? Brigham Young University. Brigham Young. That's even the Mormons. Amen? Yes, amen. Praise the Lord. Then what? Brown University. San Jose State University. Cuyamaca uh, College in Cajon, uh, New York University, uh, Georgia State University in Atlanta, Appalachian State University in Boone, North Carolina, and we have uh, several universities in uh, Germany, one in Greece, Athens, Greece. Um, Athens, those people uh, use the, they love the wisdom of this world, but now they're starting to, thank God, uh, want to hear about the wisdom of the Lord. Amen? Amen. Because the wisdom of the world is foolishness unto God. And the wisdom of God is foolishness unto man. Amen. Uh, to, all, to all those who perish. Amen. Okay, so how many uh, universities contacted us today? Uh, we had... Uh, all together, United 36, States... And, uh, huh? 36 universities. 36 today. Well, that's pretty good. Amen. 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 Just praise and thank the Lord, everybody, that the people in universities are seeking to know the Lord. All right, now I see that my time is up, and this is the time I always want to give everybody an opportunity to... Uh, except the life-giving spirit or the spirit that gives you eternal life. Now, the spirit that you have right now is mortal life. All mortal things must die. And if you don't have the life-giving spirit or the spirit that gives life for Christ with his Father by the Holy Spirit in you, you're going to go to hell and then the lake of fire, and you'll be weeping and crying and uh, yelling your head off for eternity and you'll be begging for mercy, and there will be none, because you, if you want, if you're merciful, you're going to get saved and learn the word and preach to others and teach them. But that takes a few years, so you're just getting on the, under the wire. But if you listen to my uh, literature and listen to my programs, you'll get stronger in the Lord more quick, quickly. Okay, of course, uh, you need experience as well. So right now, to be saved, to have the life-giving spirit in you. 
Just say these words to the Lord. Say, My Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God. And I believe that he, he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus. Wash all my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul, I know, because your word says so. Your word says that you'll turn no one away, and that includes me. Therefore, I know that you have heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I'm saved. According to your word, I'm saved, Father. And I thank and praise your holy name for saving my soul. Now you, Jesus... And Father God and the Holy Spirit live in me, and I'm more than a conqueror now in Christ Jesus, providing I live my life according to your word. Now keep praising and thank the Lord. Read the King James Version of the Bible and share and tell them how they can receive a copy of this program, number 547. Uh, please specify whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're free. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370, or fax to area code 479-782-7406. Praise the Lord. This is World Pastor Tony Alamo. Make sure you tune in tomorrow for another powerhouse of a message to give you strength one day at a time. Okay, when the Lord first talked to me, and it was the most supernatural thing to me, it frightened me that God was really alive. He said for me to tell the people in that room that Jesus Christ is coming back to earth again. So here's Gold City to sing the very same thing, that Jesus is coming back again, with this song entitled, Midnight Cry. mighty rushing wind and it's closer now than it's ever been I can almost hear the trumpet
around me I see prophecies fulfilling And signs of the times They're appearing everywhere I can almost hear the Father I'm gonna make it.